If you're anything like me, the thought of slaving away in the kitchen for hours after a hectic day is a little less than appealing. But what if I told you that I've got a little something to make your weekday anti-inflammatory eating a breeze? Introducing my free checklist, the must-have kitchen staples for effortless anti-inflammatory dinners. This is your ticket to stress-free weekday dinners and consistent success in the kitchen. Imagine not having to deal with last-minute grocery store runs or staring at your pantry in exhaustion. Imagine coming home from a demanding day, effortlessly whipping up an anti-inflammatory meal, and still having time to unwind, relax, and catch up on your favorite shows. All you have to do is head over to betterwithcarbo.com forward slash checklist and claim your free copy of this invaluable resource. Let this checklist be your guide to transform your kitchen into a haven of effortless anti-inflammatory cooking and well-balanced meals. Get ready for a life where weekday anti-inflammatory eating is not just easier, but it's downright delightful. Your journey to a healthier, more vibrant you starts right now. And remember, we can't always control the stressors that come our way, but we can control how we respond to them. Taking small steps to manage stress can make a world of difference in our overall well-being, but especially for those dealing with inflammatory disorders. I'm Chrissy Carbo, registered dietitian and host of the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Here we cut through the confusion and complexity of inflammatory health to deliver straightforward, bite-sized strategies and information you can easily apply to your life. Not too long ago, I was lost in a sea of information, overwhelmed by the challenges of inflammation. But through years of trial, education, and self-discovery, I learned to break free from the chaos of fad diets and cultivate a practical anti-inflammatory lifestyle that not only helped me stabilize my own diagnosis, but thrive with it. Whether you're an autoimmune warrior or simply seeking a healthier, uncomplicated life, you found your tribe. Join me as we explore realistic strategies that can make a profound difference in your life. So if you're ready to embrace a simpler, healthier way of living, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in, learn, and grow together. Welcome to the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. I'm your host and friendly neighborhood dietitian, Chrissy. And before we dive into today's episode, I just want to ask you, how are you feeling today? If you're feeling great, that's awesome. If you're not feeling so great, I'm here for that too. Today, we're going to be talking about the connection between stress and inflammation. It's a topic that can be a little uncomfortable for many of us because let's face it, stress is a part of all of our lives and some people actually take pride in how stressed they get. And don't worry, I'm not here to tell you to just stop stressing. I mean, seriously, has anyone ever found that just don't advice helpful? Yeah, me either. But what I want to explore with you and what I think would be really helpful for you is if we talked about how we can manage our stress and cope with stress just a little bit better. This episode holds a very special place in my heart because I'm a firm believer that stress plays a significant role in triggering all of our chronic disease. For me especially, I 100% believe that stress played a significant role in triggering my own MS flare-up. I was diagnosed with MS during the most stressful time of my life. I was in the thick of a dietetic internship, attending night classes. I had a brutal commute, usually involving jumping between multiple New York City boroughs in a day. And then I had a very demanding first job that I absolutely hated. Meanwhile, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was two hours away dealing with his high-stress job 
we experienced a loss in the family, and our plans to move out fell apart and we lost money that we worked really hard to get. And in the midst of all of that chaos, that's when my symptoms started. Fast forward years of reflection and gaining a holistic approach to health. I began to understand that stress isn't just about mental health. It profoundly impacts not only our brain health, but has a strong tie to inflammation that contributes to autoimmune diseases like MS. So I made a promise to myself that I would never let stress push me to the brink again without having the right tools to manage it. And I know many of you can relate, whether it's a recent diagnosis, the pressures of work, family matters, or just life's usual punch of everything getting thrown at you at the same time. So let's dive into the world of stress and how it impacts our bodies. And I want to equip you with three simple but mighty stress-busting tools that I personally rely on on a daily basis. You can fit these stress management tools into any kind of lifestyle that you currently have in any season of life that you're currently in. And I should know this because lately I've been leaning heavily on these strategies while navigating the world of motherhood. No big deal, right? So anyway, let's kick things off by looking at the intricate relationship between stress and inflammation. Now, you may already be familiar with the term fight or flight response, but if it's new to you, the fight or flight response is a natural, hardwired, physiological reaction that we all possess. Its purpose is to prepare us to deal with stressful situations. Think back to the very, very distant past where the stressor might have been a saber-toothed tiger looking at you as its next meal. In this kind of scenario, our fight or flight response would kick in either to help us run away from the danger, flight, or gear up to take this thing on, fight. When the fight or flight response is activated, our sympathetic nervous system releases adrenaline and norepinephrine. These are neurotransmitters. They rev us up to get us ready to tackle the threat. This surge in neurotransmitters also leads us to an increase in the production of inflammatory proteins called cytokines. It's a natural and temporary response because once we've neutralized this threat or escaped it, our parasympathetic nervous system releases another neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. This one steps up to reduce the levels of those inflammatory proteins. Now here's the problem. Our brains can't tell the difference between being chased by a prehistoric predator and modern-day stressors that might not be life-threatening, but they're still incredibly challenging to deal with. Everyday things like high-stress jobs, relationships, trauma, or major life changes can all trigger this fight-or-flight response. And when these stressors go on for a really long time and we don't do anything to manage or cope, there's no counter-response from our parasympathetic nervous system to decrease those inflammatory proteins. And as a result, we end up with persistently elevated levels of cytokines, leading to chronic inflammation, which in turn creates a perfect environment for certain inflammatory disorders to thrive. Something else to keep in mind here is that the fight-or-flight response also boosts production of cortisol in our bodies. Most of us recognize cortisol as the stress hormone, but its job is to provide you with the energy that you need to handle these stressful situations. Going back to the saber-toothed tiger, cortisol helps us by breaking down our body's glucose stores, converting them into energy for the smackdown between you and the tiger, or giving you the energy so that you can run and escape. Once the threat is gone, cortisol levels decrease and glucose levels return back to normal. However, in today's world where stressors can feel constant and unrelenting, 
your body might be caught in the cycle of increased cortisol, elevated glucose levels, and then tissue damage, which in turn will initiate an inflammatory cascade that results in chronic and systemic inflammation. So to sum it all up, both the frequent triggering of the flight or fight response and consistently elevated cortisol levels contribute to chronic inflammation. After going through one hell of the year back in 2015, I personally experienced the impact that this can have on your body. Since my diagnosis, I have made it a priority to incorporate stress management strategies into my everyday life, and I wholeheartedly believe that these tools have helped my diagnosis stay stable since and have also saved me during the most recent high-stress season, motherhood. So I want to share with you three easy stress management tools that you can add to your toolbox to keep your fight against inflammation going strong even during your most chaotic seasons of life. And that very first thing that I want to make sure that you have handy during that stressful season is holy basil tea, also known as Tulsi tea. Holy basil is an amazing adaptogen that does some real magic for your adrenal glands. It not only helps your body bring those cortisol levels down, but it also helps your adrenals become more resilient to stressors. So when I'm particularly stressed, I have one cup in the morning after my coffee, of course, and then one cup midday when I normally start to feel that fatigue kick in. It doesn't necessarily make you sleepy, but the way that I describe it is if taking a deep breath was drinkable, it would be holy basil tea. The second thing that I want to share with you is put your phone down. Avoid Google rabbit holes and information overload. I totally get that many of you out there might be knee-deep in some serious life stuff right now, and I know that it's tempting to grab your phone and dive headfirst into the endless abyss of Google searches. I've been guilty of doing this too, but I have to remind myself that I have to put my phone down after a certain time because after a while, I fall into the comparisonitis trap where I'm comparing myself to other people, and if I'm glued to my phone, Google searching symptoms and remedies to said symptoms, I get really overwhelmed and even confused because we all know there's a lot of contradicting information out there and it just becomes counterproductive. While I do firmly believe that it's important to educate yourself and make informed decisions, it's equally important to set a time limit on your online research for your own mental health. Try not to do any research right before bedtime. It won't do your sleep any favors. And it also helps if you're checking out credible sources of information and listening to people who align with your values. Trust me, it'll make a world of difference. The last thing that I want to share with you might take a tad bit more effort, but I promise it's worth it. I want you to pause, like literally stop in your tracks and ask yourself, what do I need right now? And I get it, this might not always be the easiest thing to do because you have to be aware of when you're feeling overwhelmed and really stressed to ask yourself this question. But when you do, it's like giving your mind a little breather. Maybe you need a change of scenery, a walk outside, a nap, or even a quick drive. Something as simple as just stepping out of the room can work wonders to clear your head and give your brain a much-needed break from whatever it is that you're hyper-focused on. Sometimes what I need is to just put on one of my favorite shows like Parks and Recreation for the 37th time, even if it's just for some background noise. For me, it's just really comforting. But giving your brain a breather isn't just about recharging your batteries. It's like hitting the refresh button on your computer. 
it gives you back some mental clarity and sharpness so that when you dive back into your task or you're troubleshooting a stressful situation, you're ready to tackle it with precision. So there you have it, guys, the relationship between stress and inflammation and three easy things that you can begin to do today to help manage your stress a whole lot better. I really hope that you found these stress management strategies as helpful as I have on my own journey. And remember, we can't always control the stressors that come our way, but we can control how we respond to them. Taking small steps to manage stress can make a world of difference in our overall well-being, but especially for those dealing with inflammatory disorders. And if you're in the thick of life right now, I recommend just start implementing at least one of these strategies. You might have a really hard time doing something for yourself every day when you're just starting out to be more mindful about your stress. But remember, it's all about progress, not perfection. Just start somewhere, build as you go, and your body will thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please share it with a friend who can also benefit from listening. And I'd love to hear from you. I'm at Better With Carbo on Instagram. Let me know what strategy you'll be implementing this week. Let me know what your thoughts and feelings are. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you found this information valuable. Until next time, take care of yourself and be mindful of your stress. And remember, you've got the tools to conquer it. I'll catch you next time. Same time, same place.